Welcome to the Healthy Perspective Podcast with your host, chiropractor, entrepreneur, mentor, and author, Dr. Chris Bowman. He'll break down and extract the secret sauce behind his own success and the success of some of the top leaders in every category and from around the world. Get ready for your weekly mental adjustment because shift is going to happen. What's up, everyone? Thank you so much for joining us on the Healthy Perspective podcast. I am so thankful to have Emily Flink join us today, founder of Autism Assistant. Um, we met in a, a kind of like a, like a mastermind-ish type of you know, Facebook group, a super short-term group. Um, Selena Sue, right, was her, was her publicity group. Um, and I mentioned I work with kids with special needs. She worked, she mentioned she works with kids with special needs. So we connected. Um, she gave me the opportunity to, you know, be a part of what she's doing with her project. And it's been so cool to kind of be a part of it, kind of as its foundations and watching it continue to grow and grow and get um, bigger and helping more and more people. Um, so Emily, thank you so much for joining us. Well, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about Autism Assistant, um, like maybe where it started and, and kind of where it is now. And then we'll kind of jump into, um, you know, that, that selfless purpose of what you hope this can be in the future for people. Yeah, of course. Um, so Autism Assistant, we started it as um, a national database, search engine and database um, where parents could go to find autism resources really of any kind within their community. Um, when children are first diagnosed, parents usually are brand new to this whole arena and it's overwhelming and it can be very hard to actually track down resources, um, find great recommendations, that sort of thing. And so I really wanted a website where parents could just easily access those providers close to them that were ready and able to work with their children. Um, that's where it started. We've been growing about almost two years now. Um, we, of course, like, I feel like so many other businesses, entrepreneurs, we have little offshoots of different things now because you start to notice where there's a need. Um, and so you kind of create and try to fill that need. So we have a few different services we offer, um, but predominantly just to help the parents find those resources for children. And that's awesome. And I'm sure that sprouted out of a need originally for you, right? Yes, I have, um, I have three children, two are autistic. Mm -hmm. And I was just a little bit shocked when they were diagnosed. The doctor will basically say, okay, we're going to give you an autism spectrum diagnosis. Um, you need this, 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 good luck. And they give you no help, no direction whatsoever. Um, and I personally had to make about 50 phone calls to find the help for my kids. And I was like, this is insane. Right. There has really got to be something that's easier when there wasn't, I kind of naively told my husband, this will be easy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to build this website, which ended up taking me about a year to get done. Um, but here we are. We've got it built, um, yeah. hopefully so that other parents do not have to make 50 phone calls to find the help they need. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's so difficult. You know, I, I reflect back on we had our first baby in the hospital. Um, we had our second at home, which was a much different experience. But I remember putting her in the car seat. And like the nurse or, you know, whatever's like, all right, bye. And it's kind of like, I, I've never done this before. Like you expect me to take this baby. Like, what do I need to like, Yeah, You know, luckily I'm a healthcare provider that knows what I'm doing with kids, but I can't imagine a typical parent with their first kid, you know, going home. And I mean, almost luckily they have a pediatrician visit in a couple of days to kind of like, you know, this is what you should be doing, but you're right. There isn't any of that. Like here's this life altering diagnosis. Here's a bundle of therapies and whatnot that you should look into. 
but there's no plan or blueprint to know what to do, when to do it, why your kid might be need this, how often, how like it, here's a group of trusted providers, like none of that. None of that. And the thing with autism is that every child is different. And so they present with different needs, um, different behaviors, different deficits. And so it's never like a one size fits all. So when, you know, I have friends that also have autistic children, but their needs are different. I can't say, oh, you should follow this exact track we did because they have different needs. So that's why there was such um, a, a hole in this market where you could a spot where you could get on and really search through the different options. Mm -hmm. um, we try to have, you know, I did an interview with you with provider testimonials. So you can actually listen to providers and hear like, this is what we focus on. This is if your child is experiencing this, this is where we can help you right. um, because it, it is no one size fits all. And there's such a room for so many providers um, and so many services. So that's yeah. what we're really hoping to fill. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and I think it's a perfect like launch point. So we talk about a selfless purpose, meaning you obviously did this out of all of your own research. Let's just compile it and market it, you know, so that way other people don't have to go through that much work and I can get paid for all the phone calls with insurance companies and, you know, all of that stuff that is not fun to deal with. But yeah. also there's something, you know, behind it. Like, what do you hope autism assistant and maybe it's, it's offshoots can kind of be, you know, in the future? What, what's your vision for, you know, how this can literally make an impact, not just probably in the United States, but, but worldwide? Yes, we would like to go worldwide one of these days. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I really started it to be a resource for parents um, to help them. But it's really turned into so much more than that. Um, raising two autistic boys, there is a stigma with autism. Um, there's a stigma with so many different yeah. special needs or additional needs. Um, and I really want, you know, autism awareness has been spreading for years, but there's still so much that people need to learn. And I think that's become one of my main goals is just that diversity and inclusion piece and that awareness of saying like, People tell me all the time, like my oldest son, oh, I would never know he was autistic if somebody didn't tell me or like his teachers. And yeah, like, but that's the thing is like so many people don't understand is that there's so many children out there who are autistic, who are just normal children like everybody else. And there's the stigma around it. And sometimes kids are just a little bit different and they do some things that some people maybe consider a little bit weird, but really we're all different. We're all weird. I mean, let's just face it. Right. And if we can just embrace each other for who we are and include those kids. Um, and I'm seeing every generation that passes, we're raising more inclusive children. Um, and so that would be one of my biggest hopes for autism assistance is that we are spreading that message that just include everybody. Everybody's different. These kids are just normal kids that want to fit in like everybody else. Right. Um, and so I'm not sure if, my biggest contribution will be autism assistant or maybe raising, helping to raise part of a generation of children that are more accepting of others. But that's always going to be my number one goal. I think it's just spreading that awareness and that inclusion piece. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what I can see too, is not only how this can help on the front end with parents looking for resources and people that understand the exact thought process that you, you know, just talked through, but what if we educated our providers too? Like, what if our providers were able to come out of school with some sort of even a semester or a couple of weeks of just like, hey, when you see these kids, when you see these moms, there's a different side of your brain that you have to work, not because that they're 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 different or that you have to talk down to them or you know anything like that. But there's just different needs, special needs. There's, there's different things that they need. 
They're not trying to be needy. They're not trying to like, you know, make your life miserable. It's just, you're not used to, uh, you know, what, what a mom needs that has a kid with autism versus a mom needs that has a kid with an ear infection. Like they're two very different, you know, mindsets really that yeah. you have to have. Um, and, and it's super interesting. You know, I just saw a gal this morning. Um, she's, she's 30 years old. So she's, she's my age and she has autism. And I don't know if I've met many many people my age that have autism that from that had it from an early age you know maybe some some like recent development from a brain injury or you know something like that and um, today was her third visit first visit went okay you know second visit actually was a little bit worse like didn't want me to, to touch didn't want me to do you know anything and so normally i take maybe five to seven minutes with my patients and, and they're she was there maybe 10 to 15 minutes and and i just figured out a way to communicate with her that how would help her understand what I'm doing isn't going to hurt her. What I'm, I'm not trying to do something to her. I'm trying to work with her. And so I was letting her use some of the machines that I was using and whatnot. And today was phenomenal. Like, you know, like she understood. It's like, oh, this guy's trying to help. These are the machines. This is how it works, even though it might be noisy or, you know, whatever. Yeah. And, and I was having a conversation with the, the caretaker. And I'm like, you know, and, and I've thought this for a while. Like, I think this this generation of kids that has autism, more, more today than, than ever before, will actually probably play a bigger role of changing the world than any invention that we can make because it teaches humans to connect with humans again. Yeah. And there's a whole generation of adults with autism that were never diagnosed because the the understanding just wasn't there. And a lot of them are realizing either themselves that they're autistic or getting a diagnosis in adulthood after their children are diagnosed because Mm -hmm. they're like, wait, this is exactly how I was growing up. And I think that that's the thing is that a lot of people have this, this concept that, Oh, you know, anybody that's autistic is severe. And there are a lot of autistic adults out in society Mm -hmm. working, they have children, Mm -hmm. they're doing all of this. Um, And there's a a big group of them that are very vocal online. Um, Like, hello, we're not severely disabled. We have areas where we have deficits where we may require like, you might need to explain something to me differently, like your patient than you would someone else, but I'm still here. And I'm still Right. part of this and right. I can communicate with you. Right. So I think it's really interesting because I think we, I'm hoping we'll see that shift where people understand yeah. um, that there's people with all different kinds of disabilities, you know, out and about, and they're just, everybody, we're all different. I, right. I'm i weird. Right. I mean, we're, yeah. it's, you know, we just do things. Everybody has their own way of doing things. And it's, I I'm, I'm very intrigued to see because I, I do see the wave of people starting to be more supportive and more understanding. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know how you feel about the educational system, so I won't speak on your behalf, but I know, I believe there's things that, that need to change, you know, and, and I think it's this population that can possibly, you know, break the system in, in the best way where it's like, you don't test a fish's ability to climb a tree, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and that's kind of what happens yeah. with, with a lot of these kids, not just kids with autism, they may not be able to process a multiple choice test, because if you do it audibly, it's totally fine. They may not be able to do it in 60 minutes, but if you give them 75 minutes, they're going to be totally fine. Or you like whatever it is. And, and really just rethinking the goal of why we have our kids in school, you know, not just to make things streamlined to take a bunch of tests, but to actually educate them to think and ask questions and promote diversity, not, not just like a uniform thought process, you know? And, you know, to speak on what you were saying earlier about educating providers, there are still textbooks where they're training people that work with autistic children 
part of their um, curriculum still says things like children with autism have zero interest in being social or socializing with other kids whatsoever, which is such a broad and right. incorrect statement because right. you, that, that may be with some children, but like both of my boys are very social. They want to interact. Sometimes they struggle, but the want is there. They want to be included. They want to be, to participate. And so some of that is even changing the narrative of how they're even training the people working with autistic children. So it's just really interesting. Um, I, I'm intrigued to see how it all progresses over the next 10, 15 years. Yeah, yeah. Well, completely switching gears then from like talking about the big purpose and, and what we're doing to, to change the world, you know, I love to kind of get into as well. This is a lot of work, you know, and, and I know it's a lot of work for me. There's some days where I'll see, you know, seven or eight, you know, kids with special needs in a row and, and I go home drained you know not not a bad drained as like i'm i don't want to do this anymore but just recognizing that this type of work reaching out to providers getting people to think differently requires a lot of energy what are some things that you do that re-energize and refuel other than just seeing your kids happy and getting the stuff that they say that they need you know what would be more of a selfish why where it's like this makes it you know worth it in the times where it just feels like I'm just going to give up. Nobody cares, you know? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so I have always, always wanted to work. Um, some women have always wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. Some women always want to work. I love working. Um, I, my mother has said I was inventing things since I was very, awesome. very young. Um, so I've always wanted to own my own business. Um, it's been a goal of mine. I just get a certain amount of fulfill, like internal fulfillment from work. Um, and, but I didn't want to miss out on the mom stuff either. Right. Um, and it's really important to me. Like, I love to take my kids to school. I love to pick them up from school. If one of them's sick, I want to be the one that gets to stay home with them and not right. feel guilty that I'm not, you know, I have to call in sick to work. I want to go on the field trips, um, mm. in the summer. I want to do summer stuff with them. Right. Right. And so for me, I always knew if I wanted to be able to do both, I was going to have to make a business where that was a possibility. Um, and so for me, I feel like that's my selfish thing because I do get a lot of fulfillment from working. And then of course you get your fulfillment from being a parent, but there is really no opportunity to do both unless you own your own business. Yeah, that's true. Um, I get to, I get the best of both worlds, but I do also, I don't work a 40 hour work week. Like right. most entrepreneurs, I work right. many more hours than that, right. but that looks like getting up before my kids get up and doing work, working while they're at school. And then when they go to bed, I'm, I'm laying in bed with my computer working at night. So I, you make that sacrifice. I, I work a lot, but I get to be there for all that stuff. Right. So, you know, for me, that's, I really, it was very important to me to get to do both. And it is a luxury to own your own business. Right. Um, as much as, as it is hard work, it's not something that's a real option for everyone. Yeah. And so I try to not let myself forget about that, that this is a luxury that I get to do two things that I love. I get to be with my kids for all the important big things and the little things I want to be there for. Um, but I am getting that sense of accomplishment and fulfillment from work as well. And being creative and, you know, implementing your new ideas and stuff. So I feel like that's my selfish thing. If I had to go back and get a job, I could, but this is so much better. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. That's really what I get out of it. I love that. You so see, you can have your cake and eat it too. 
you know, yeah. kind of, you can make it happen, you know? And, and I love that because so many people, you know, I think a really trendy thing on Instagram and whatnot is posting that I work three hours a week and make millions of dollars or, you know, whatever. It's like, sure. Like if that's what you want, then great. But I'm me and I'm sure like you too, you, you give me three hours of work a week and I'm like, what else do I do? Like I need, like, you know what I mean? Like I don't just lay on the beach for relaxation. I lay on the beach, read and brainstorm and like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. continuing to build my, my brain is, is also, like you said, it, it fulfills me, you know? Yeah. And, and it is in a sense, a little bit selfish in, in the best way, because it's like, this is something that's valuable to me. I'm not going to conform to social norms just because I shouldn't be working 80 hours, just because I should, you know, according to what, you know, whatever, if this yeah. is what I like to do and I can make it work without sacrificing. Yeah. Like that's awesome. You know, that's amazing. And that's what the goal is. And it takes a lot of work. I think people um, sometimes on the outside that look at entrepreneurs think like, Oh, you don't have to work a normal. You don't have to be somewhere eight to five every day. And I don't. Um, but sometimes I don't think they see like, yes, but I get up early and work when it's dark and I, I'm working in bed at night. Like there is a, a, there's certain things you do give up as well. But for me, I'm like to be able to do all of it while the kids are young. That's the goal. That's the dream. And I'm, I'm excited about that. Yeah. And, and you've probably asked these people like, well, what are you doing from five to 7am sleeping? You're working. It's like, who's getting more value? What are you doing from 830 to 10pm watching Netflix? I'm providing value to the world. Like, you know what I mean? So sometimes it's like, I watch Netflix and work. There you um, go. Perfect. But I've gotten very good at multitasking. I can do a little bit of work while I do almost anything. So yeah, there we go. <laughs> Love it. Cool. Well, I mean, thank you so much for, for joining us. Um, if people do have kids with autism and they are looking for, you know, some sort of help or, or resource, or like you said, they've just been diagnosed and they're looking for, you know, what you have to offer, where can people find out, um, you know, more about you, more about your website? How can people participate in, in the movement for helping, you know, educate other people? Um, what you got for them? Yeah, of course. So they can always get in touch with me. The website is autismassistant.com. You can email me through there. I'm, I'm pretty good at getting back and forth via email. Okay. Um, and then we're on, we try to be really active on social media platforms. So Instagram, Facebook, we've ventured into TikTok. Um, Whoa. <laughs> I know, I feel old to be doing that. But it's actually <laughs> kind of, um, you can find us on social media. Everything is autism assistant. So yeah, um, if you need help, if you have specific questions that the website doesn't answer, you can always email me and I'll try and find, put you in con- connection with the right people that can help you. Yeah, awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. This was awesome. I think it's going to help a lot of moms, a lot of potentially even kids too, maybe they're in their teens or, you know, in searching and, and this, they can even advocate for themselves and, and find people, you know, that's going to be happening here in the next probably five to 10 years is, is thinking independently. And, and so it's cool to think that not only is this going to help moms, but potentially people, especially directly, you know, yes, that's, that's yeah. the dream. Right. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much. Once again, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks Chris. Thank you for listening to the Healthy Perspective Podcast. To connect with Dr. Bowman, follow him on Instagram at Dr. Chris Bowman. Until next time, make shift happen.